everybody. So this is so exciting. If you guys watched, I previously did my almost best movies of the year list, uh, where I talked about the ones that were really good. I really liked, but just didn't quite make my top 15 list. And so check that out. And now we're talking about my top 15 favorite films of 2018. This was extremely difficult for me to put together. I weighed all of the different options so much. You have no idea how stressed out I about this list. I just, yeah. And I already did the video also on my worst of the year list. Uh, so let's talk about the best of the year. Number 15, I have Stars Born. I just really loved it. I thought that uh, it they had the two things that made this movie just so great for me is that I thought that they had incredible chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and the singing was so good. I loved the singing and that's one thing that we totally got this year that uh, we don't always get is almost every musical was really good singing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which just like made it so good and I think it sort of takes me out of the movie if the singing isn't good and it's supposed to be a musical and this, the singing was so good. I liked all the songs. Um, and yeah, we've seen this story multiple times before, but if you know me, <laughs> you know that formula films executed well, do not bother me at all. And this was executed well, in my opinion. I think that again, great chemistry. I thought that they did a good job sort of building the relationship that they have this connection and then it sort of builds and grows and you see sort of her getting stronger, him getting weaker. I thought it really worked. And I thought that all this that was really buoyed by an incredible supporting cast. I loved Sam Elliott in every scene that he was in. He was incredible. I really liked Dave Chappelle in his small scenes. I thought they were great. I think that her manager was a weak point. Like he was just a little much for me uh, that I don't think that a real manager would say the things that he says. He was a little, you know, but I still just really thought it was great. And uh, it's one that stayed with me after I saw it. Uh, it's like classic uh, kind of melodramatic storytelling done, done very well. So I have it at 15, Stars Born. 14, I have Sergeant Stubby an American hero. And this was really my little movie that I championed all year. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I really loved it. And I thought that it had did so many things right that so many studios wouldn't have done. Like this was made by Illumination, forget it. Um, but they didn't have the dog talk. Uh, they had him be just a regular dog. And uh, I thought that it was so lovely and sweet without, and it tells, tells this war story but like tells so many different perspectives of the war story. And like, it, it wasn't a nationalistic piece. It wasn't a rah, 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 Americans are great piece. It was just about these people and how this dog kind of told their story. And I, I think that it did a really good job of showing the costs of war uh, to kids without it being traumatic. And, you know, they didn't glamorize it, but they didn't, uh, but, they just got it right. They did a really good job. I, and I really liked the animation. I liked the narration. I liked all the voice acting. I, I, I liked the music by Patrick Doyle. I think it was great. And so I have it at 14. 
Number 13, I have Instant Family. This was a huge surprise to me. I was not expecting, it looked really slapsticky from the trailers, but this movie just had so much heart. It really won me over. I, you know, I'm very passionate about the, the sort of the cause of adoption and foster care. I think it's a really like beautiful thing or it certainly can be. And this, like they definitely show how hard it can be in this movie, um, but just the value and the humanity of like these people was really lovely. And uh, the ending, I was sobbing. Like, I, like literally I was sobbing when I saw this and I went into my car and just cried because there's just so many people who need to be loved. And, and I, I, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was incredible. And they have this whole montage of the credits of the director and his, the kids that he adopted and the other people involved in the movie that had adopted. And I, I, that was just very moving to me. And I, I like not every joke lands there, are, but I thought that they did a good job sort of bringing some humor. So it didn't feel like it's not like a Nicholas Sparks movie or something where you just feel like heavy. Um, I don't know. I just, I loved it. So I have it at 13. Number 12, I have Incredibles 2, which is maybe shocking that it's this low, but I really did enjoy it. I definitely will watch it again and again. I really liked how it was basically this like treatise about how hard it is to be a parent. And I, I liked that Bob wasn't an idiot. Like he wasn't a stupid dad. Like he, figured everything out by the end, you know, like he figured out new math and he figured out how to help Violet and all this stuff. It just took him time and he was just exhausted, which I think is true to parenting. That's it. And I thought that it was a very fun uh, superhero movie on the other side as well. I really liked the action and how it was uh, animated. Uh, you know, of course, all the voice acting is great. I had to was mode was the best. And I just really thought it was a very satisfying sequel to a wonderful original film. It didn't quite have quite as much to, yeah. Okay. And then I, uh, and then in number 11, I have Roma. This movie is stunning. I loved the black and white cinematography. I, uh, but that can only get you so far in this world. Uh, but I think this movie had a huge heart and it really had such humanity for its characters. I think, uh, you know, when Cleo uh, gives birth, that scene was just completely devastating. And I was just like on a, in a puddle on the ground, like crying. It was so like powerful and devastating and I, I think every character feels human and real and I, I really have very I really don't have any flaws with it it, it was I mean it's not a movie I'm gonna rewatch a lot but that doesn't necessarily matter that much but oh it was it was great so I have it at 11 Roma. Number 10, I have Ralph Breaks the Internet. I really liked this movie a lot. I really thought that the whole commentary on friendship and how friendships evolve and change and we need to be willing to do that and we need to be able to love people for who they are not who we want them to be and that's what i thought was the message of the movie which i really appreciated and uh you know here vanellope uh, thinks of the world differently than ralph and that becomes a challenge and they have to figure out this new dynamic and i thought the ending was actually really lovely and other people didn't like it i really liked it because 
uh, that's a hard thing to do. We want people to think of the world in the same way that we do. And uh, here they don't. And, uh, and yet they're able to make it work their friendship. I really liked that. I thought that all the humor basically worked. I, cause it was all part of the story. It wasn't just like parody to me. I really liked uh, all the visuals, the animation was incredible. I loved the princess scene. I, I wasn't expecting to because I didn't like it at D23, but it really worked for me. I loved that Ariel was like the shining star, really, of all the princesses. That made me very happy. Uh, the song was very unexpected and a delight. Loved that. And uh, I, yeah, even the ending, I mean, I just thought it built itself very well. And uh, I loved the, the racing scenes and slaughter race were incredible. Loved the animation there. I thought Gal Gadot did great job. And I totally understood Vanellope's perspective. And I totally understood Ralph's perspective because I've been there with friendships and with things. And um, I know I loved it. So I have it at 10. Number nine, I have Anna and the Apocalypse. This movie was just bursting with creativity. Exciting to see a movie like this where it's like a true passion project and it's uh, truly a, uh, a just it's true trait. It's true creativity. And, uh, it's a, it's a zombie Christmas musical. And I loved it. I loved that mashup. I loved the actors. I thought they all did a really good job. I, I thought the movie, uh, went places that really surprised me. There were a couple of the zombie people zombified that really surprised me. I did not think it was going to go there. I thought that it was funny and sweet and I liked pretty much all the musical numbers I enjoyed, especially there's two that are particularly great. I, it's just a, it's a, it's going to be a cult classic, but I liked it now. So <laughs> early on, I really just thought it was bursting uh, with creativity and effervescence. Like why you go to the movies is for this kind of experience in my opinion. So I have it at number nine. Number eight, I have Shoplifters. This is from Hirokazu Kurida, one of my favorite directors. He is incredible. This is basically an Oliver Twist kind of story. It's very Dickensian in its themes about these people that are brought together. Uh, they're kind of misfits that uh, shoplift and, uh, um, and do kind of various other things. It's about their life. Some people think it's boring, and I understand that. But these two little kids, uh, Shoto and Yuri, were adorable. I loved them. And, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting thing because it's basically asking the question of, like, the law says these people shouldn't be together. The law says that... Uh, that they're they're committing crimes uh, uh not just the shoplifting but other things and yet like we know that that like it's a they love each other and it's right that they should be together so it's kind of like they create their own law and they, so it's sort of asking some questions about that and uh it was just a lovely little movie i really enjoyed it and i have it at eight Number seven, I have Juliet Naked. Really loved this movie. Nick Hornby is an incredible writer. So of course I was gonna love it. Uh, but um, I really thought this movie, the script was great uh, about this woman who realizes that she spent 13 years in this relationship. Maybe she actually did wanna have kids when she didn't think she wanted to have kids. And, and then she ends up uh, meeting the rock musician that her boyfriend is obsessed with. He has all these podcasts and stuff like that about this, this, uh, uh, this performer, this singer. And uh, he ended up having like five kids that he didn't even want 
but he's trying to be a good dad in his own way. And so like this interesting juxtaposition, Ethan Hawke was great. Rose Byrne was great. Chris O'Dowd as this obsessed uh, podcaster. Ah, obviously, I mean, kind of related to his character, but I thought they brought a lot of humanity to a role that he's kind of a jerk in a lot of ways. And there's a moment at the end, towards the end that really worked for me where he kind of stands up for obsessed fans. So I was a big fan of that. He does a really good job and uh, it was very well written and it's not like a real rom-com really, but it, it was about these, just these three people in their life. And uh, so I have it at seven. Number six, I have Crazy Rich Asians. This movie brought me the most joy probably of, of almost any movie. Uh, I just thought it, it was a basically a perfectly executed rom-com, which made me very happy uh, in a, in it's very like luxury porn, of course, you know, like all the money and money. And that's part of the fun of it and the escapism. And I really liked all the leads, Henry Golding. Oh my gosh, I'm in love with him. He was so dreamy. And I, I just, I thought it was funny. Aquafina was great. And I, I think that the Michelle Yao's character actually makes sense within the story because she's had to sacrifice so much for, her family and she sees this this upstart uh, independent american who's not going to be ready and willing to sacrifice as much for the family so her perspective makes sense and uh, that she's she's not just some like evil person you know this presenting preventing this marriage uh, the wedding is incredible. Weddings I've ever seen on film is incredible. So number six, Crazy Rich Asians is so good. Number five, I have Lean on Pete. This is a movie that really stayed with me. Andrew Hayes is just an incredible director. It's like really a portrait of America at this moment, I thought. Um, there's so many parts that were just completely devastating. Charlie Plummer does such a great job. I think he is just a huge talent. Him and Lucas Hedges are definitely my favorite young actors working today. Uh, and I, I think that uh, it was just so moving and the ending was just devastating, but like in the right kind of way, I was just so moved by it. And it was just a movie. I stayed with these characters for many weeks after I saw it, just kept thinking about it. And, uh, and I like all the supporting work by various characters. And it really just felt like, like I said, a portrait of America today. And um, I, it, it was beautiful. I loved it. So I have it at number five. Really this top five didn't change much. It was the sort of the bottom 10 that I struggled with more. Uh, number four, I have Paddington 2. This is just such a sweet and whimsical film. What a great sequel to the original film, which I loved. It was in my top 10 that year. And uh, this movie is just about a family and how much they love each other and how uh, supportive they are of each other. It has so many great little sequences, like when Paddington is trying to be a barber. Uh, that was delightful. I really liked uh, Hugh Grant as the villain. He was hilarious. And I it just, this movie is just, it's one of my favorite family films that I've seen. Live action. So good. Three, I have Leave No Trace. Uh, this movie, I saw at Sundance and I loved it and I still love it. I've seen it three times in the theater. I, uh, it just really moved me. I've seen so many of these off the grid stories that were just so terrible. And this was especially Glass Castle last year, but this, he's not a, 
he's not a hero or an anti-hero, the dad. He's just a person and we're following on this journey and him and his uh, daughter. And it's really about her coming to realize that she doesn't have to live, make those same choices. She can love her father and she can not judge him for who he is, but she can also make her own choices. And so by the end, when it gets to that moment where she makes the decision to not go with her father, that was, it felt so true to me and so earned by the screenplay and so moving. And I was just so proud of her when she makes that decision. I was like, yes, way to go. You're so brave. Oh my gosh. And Thomas McKenzie, incredible. Uh, that Ben Foster did a great job and uh, the beautifully filmed. I just absolutely loved this movie. And uh, I, I thought that it was really hopeful about how many people like tried to help them and how many people uh, were good people along the way. Um, and uh, I don't know, I guess I needed that this year <laughs> and I just loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I have it at number three. Number two, I have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This movie blew me away. I loved pretty much everything about it. I loved the story of Miles Morales. I thought he was a really great character. I liked his relationship with his uncle and also with his dad. I thought the whole scene with his dad outside the door where he's talking, I thought that was so moving and like so sort of refreshing coming from like male, a male perspective, a father, you know, having that kind of moment was really lovely. I thought that the different spider men were incredible like each having their own sort of animated style it all working together but also each having their own brand of humor i loved all of that i thought it was great i loved the action was incredible like when he's swinging through the air the way the to the way that you just felt like it felt like 3d which was incredible i just i i i thought that the animation was truly groundbreaking that the way it just sort of immersed you into the story and did something totally new and different. And I was just blown away. I think it's an amazing movie. I think it's an amazing movie. And I have it at number two. All the voice work is great too. Uh, so number one, <laughs> the movie that made me the happiest that I loved the most this year is, and I know that people don't like it as much as me. I don't care. I'm strong enough in my own opinions uh, to not care about that. I have Mary Poppins Returns as my favorite movie of 2018. This to me is the first of these Disney live action sort of remake sequels that really to me captures the Disney magic uh, that, uh, that, that uh, was, is the kind of film that Walt would have made. Uh, whereas I felt like someone like Christopher Robin really didn't for me, uh, not much at all, um, which uh, I thought that this was so joyful and i thought that i that i liked all of the musical numbers i loved the the style of it the feel of it i loved emily blunt as mary poppins i loved the heart of the story uh, as, as opposed to the story in the original being about uh mr banks spending more time with his children and learning to prioritize correctly. In this case, it was about um, leaning on your family and friends and helping them them get the them helping you get through the tough times of life. And uh, I, I, I thought they did a great job with that. And I thought that Ben Wisha did a great job at playing Michael. I, and um, 
I, I really felt for his character and I, I just loved all of the songs. And a lot of people that I, this is just my list and what I liked. I thought the songs were great. I thought that the musical numbers were wonderful. I thought the 2D animation was incredible. I, I liked all of the singing. I thought was great. I liked the choreography. I, I thought it had tons of heart. It made me so happy. And I, I, I don't know. I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was a phenomenal film and I have it at number one in my list. So here we go. Number 15, Star is Born. 14, Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero. 13, Instant Family. 12, Incredibles 2. 11, Roma. 10, Rafik's Internet. 9, Anna and the Apocalypse. 8, Shoplifters. 7, Juliet Naked. 6, Crazy Rich Asians. 5, Lean on Pete. 4, Paddington 2. 3, Leave No Trace. 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And number 1, Mary Poppins Returns. There we go. That is my list, my favorite movies of 2018. Let me know what you think of my list, and I hope you all had a fun time watching movies 2018. It should be a really fun 2019, and I look forward to it. So thanks so much. Please subscribe to my channel. I'll talk to you later. Bye!